Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. Hey, Tim. As you might be able to tell, Tim's uh, Tim's on, on the road at the moment. He's travelling around, and uh, he, he's been kind enough to call in at some point uh, on his travels to to join me for the podcast. Yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Dan. I would not miss it for the world. But uh, well, that's, the internet- that's funny because you missed like five weeks worth of a month back. That wasn't by choosing. The time difference so I guess is that, different over there. Okay, I guess that was for the world. Did you get the world at that point, Tim? I don't know. I had like a strange sensation every, it would have been like a Friday morning over in Europe. Every Friday yeah. morning about 3 a.m. I had this strange tingling in my belly and uh, it was because you were recording the podcast without me. So I'm not going <laughs> to let that happen again. Yeah, I don't blame you because I, I really went to town too when you, were, when you weren't on the podcast. I'd write it. I can't. Write I your. Can't, I'm still looking forward to the opportunity for when you're away. Actually, I've got some plans. I've got some plans. I'll I'll be in Japan in February, but um, I might even still call in. (laughs) That'd be good. Uh, The time difference isn't too much in Japan, so I reckon we can definitely do that. But, um, yeah, how's your day going so far? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, catching up on some work and preparing for the weekend. Played a couple games of ping pong against Angie. Yeah, just usual office stuff. How about, uh, how about you? Good time for the Pong Day there, do you reckon? Uh, I'll see where this is going from the start. So, uh, you know, regular listeners would know how well I've been going in the ping pong lately and uh, how much I've been kicking Tim's ass. Uh, For about five weeks in a row, I went undefeated in the home and away seasons. I won three out of four grand finals. And this week, on the last day, uh, Tim decided to suddenly improve and uh, he, he beat me in the grand final and then pre-challenged me for a few games while he was away and <laughs> beat me in a couple of those as well. It was so good because um, you were so confident for the last four weeks that you were happy to pre-play all those matches against me because I think you did. <laughs> I was confident. <laughs> you expected to, confident. to pants me in all of them, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just had this drastic improvement in form and confidence and maybe it was lack of care. <laughs> just well, all of a sudden, I just didn't care about losing it anymore, and uh, came good. So, yeah, well, but, uh, I'm, I'm currently standing in your office, and I'm actually looking <laughs> at uh, I, I'm looking at the trophy right now in the corner there, and it, and it pains me. It pains me. That reminds me. I am in your office. I, I should yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's really weird. Uh, Ooh, Tim, this is where we record the podcast. That's well, true. Record it. My it's home of the podcast. It's yeah. home of the podcast. Um, uh, should we, should we uh, move on to the business update? Yeah, let's go. Let's go business update. Uh, we have a good one this week, Tim. You, you've sent it through. Well, why don't you uh, start it off? Have you got it there in front of you? No, I don't have it in front of me, but I do have the vague um, recollection okay. <laughs> of what I yep. sent you early this morning when I was okay. uh, checking my yep. emails. Um, yeah. Basically, the ATO uh, is constantly reviewing things, passing bills, um, and lately they've been quite busy, actually. 
and um, yeah. because of because of some political movements and, and murmurings. Mm. But um, one thing that did did actually um, strike my eye this morning uh, was an update on cryptocurrency. Yeah. So basically, yeah. um, they, they've continued to assess their stance on the way they're going to apply cryptocurrency um, transactions for taxpayers. Yeah. yeah. And essentially, um, it seems like they're actually getting a bit tighter on the application of that $10,000 loophole. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, read, I'll, I'll read what you've sent me here. and this, I'm assuming you've, you've copied this paragraph straight from, straight from somewhere. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, CCH, uh, I know, was very yeah. So it says, uh, cryptocurrency may be a personal use asset if it is kept or used mainly to purchase items for personal use or consumption. Only capital gains you make from personal use assets acquired for less than $10,000 are disregarded for CGT purposes. However, all capital losses you make on personal use assets are disregarded. And essentially they're saying uh, it's not a personal use asset if it's acquired, kept, or used as an investment, profit-making scheme, or in the course of carrying on a business. Yeah, so um, it's, yeah, so it's, it's, pretty, in- it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, the other thing, that, the other thing that, that's, that um, really I took note of there was if you have to trade that cryptocurrency to um, like a normal um, government-backed currency uh, yeah. to, to spend it, then yep. essentially they're going to um, deem that a capital gains tax event. When you yeah, that's, that's that's right. So well, essentially, what they're saying is, if if you want to take use of this personal use um, thing, you, you would have had to purchase whatever you're buying using that cryptocurrency, not exchanging yeah, it back to Australian dollars and then buying something. And there, there would be a short time delay between the actual transfer into the cryptocurrency and then using it yeah. on. Um, Whatever you plan to spend it on, because that's that's the only case where they're not going to tax you on the increase uh, increase in value of that cryptocurrency. So yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 really interesting, and and a lot of people might know that not know this, but our very first episode we ever recorded was actually on <laughs> cryptocurrency and using it yeah. in your business. But we yeah. we never released it because we we kind of retooled the format a little bit of the podcast and. Uh, <laughs> And we never, so it might be worth us revisiting this one day and uh, having a chat about cryptocurrency in your business. Maybe we should um, chop that episode up and just, and just like release a B side or something like that. You know how? Yeah. David Parler release a, like a current album B side. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good idea. That didn't make it. The Two Drunk Accountants B side. B sides, yeah. Because back in the day, that was an hour of us talking about cryptocurrency. So yeah, well, we spent intense. an hour talking just on cryptocurrency. <laughs> there was there was no Pong date. There was no Dan and Tim Low. No, Tim and Dan Low. Sorry, other I should thing. say. No other, no thing. other things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so yeah it's, it's, that is an interesting business update, Tim. And uh, just for everyone out there who does hold cryptocurrency, it's just good to be mindful of it and. Uh, just know that if, if you are holding it and you've made a profit, then you're going to probably have to pay tax on it. So, Tim... Uh, we back. You, we back. You, you, you just cut out again. For all those listening, this is actually like the third attempt of recording this. Yes. Because Tim decides to call me uh, in between main towns, which is good. I just like to take breaks and, I don't know, talking and just taking in the countryside. It's nice. Yeah, oh, that's good.
No, it's definitely productive for me, so that's good. <laughs> Alright, let's get uh, to the main topic, because this is a this is a really good topic this week, I think. Yeah, it is a good topic, and uh, oh, unlike you, you've come out with uh, a lot of work this week, you've got the topic as well, so uh, why, why don't you introduce the topic for us? <laughs> I'm the content creator, alright? You're the editor. Let's just be okay. clear on this. Let's be clear. Alright. No, let's um, be very clear. So, this week's topic is about audits. It's a it's an area which we have uh, clients who we constantly talk about that they're they're in fear of being audited. It is like the, yeah, it's the boogeyman essentially under the bed or or waiting in the closet. Um, yeah, well, and, 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 an audit comes. And, and, and let's be clear about this: we're talking more of an audit by the ATO, not an audit by. Um, because you're required to by ASIC because you're a, a large entity or a publicly listed entity or you're a registered charity and you need a review or an audit of your financials. These aren't the audits we're talking about. No. Uh, we're more talking about an ATO-directed audit. Yeah, so like based on your compliance, a compliance audit. Yeah, um, a compliance audit. And, and then basically trying that an audit is not a good thing if the ATO is coming to you. Uh, with an audit. No. So it's an area where a lot of business owners, small business owners, have a fear. It's a big unknown. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and uh, some people some people think it's just like a lottery system. There's, it's a bit like Oslotto. They just pull their number out of the barrel. <laughs> and yeah, and, and uh, it's, it's not the case. You know, the ATO do determine things that they're targeting every year and they have released guides on these are the kind of things that are going to attract our attention. But in reality, there's no reason to be afraid of an audit um, as long as you're an ethical person doing the right thing. Correct, correct. So, um, um, yeah, and I guess, what, what, what would that involve, Dan? Like, what are some of the things you could do to secure yourself and, and to sleep easier at night um, knowing that you're not going to be audited? Yeah, well, the, the ATO have actually given a list of, of what attracts our attention. And I couldn't believe that the article was actually called this, but it's literally what attracts our attention, which is you, you get clients occasionally kind of saying, well, I don't want to attract the attention of the ATO. Well, here's a definitive list of what attracts their attention. So uh, what they've wow. said, and there's, there's about 10 of them here, I'm going to read them out. Cool. Uh, tax or economic performance is not comparable to similar businesses. Mm. Low transparency of your tax affairs, large one-off or unusual transactions, including the transfer or shifting of wealth, aggressive tax planning, tax outcomes inconsistent with the intent of the law, choosing not to comply or regularly taking controversial interpretations of the law, uh, <laughs> lifestyle not supported by after-tax income, That's assessing, yeah, assessing business assets for tax-free private use, and poor governance and risk management systems. Okay, so reading between the lines there, some straight-up English. Um, basically, they're looking for people that perform, uh, say, better or worse than normal economic standards. Um, yeah. They're looking for people that um, are doing interesting things when it comes to tax or including interesting things when it comes to tax. Yeah. That's right, and and the way that they determine this, you know, these days in the era of data matching, essentially what the ATO do is uh, they have a big list of everyone who is in the same industry as you, everyone who's roughly the same size as you, 
everyone who lodges tax returns every year the same as you. And for each item that you're filling in on your tax returns and lodging with them, they compare and they have benchmarks and they have expected values. And if you fall well out of these benchmarks, yeah. uh, then that's essentially they're going to start looking at it. It's a red uh, flag. It's a red it's flag. It's a red flag. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. If, if your if your business has made a loss every year and you're driving around in a Lamborghini, uh, that is other data matching that they might be able to do. Oh, definitely. Um, that was, I think we raised that in a previous business update that they were data matching the sale of, uh, motor vehicles and who's, yeah. who sold them. They also have the data of, I mean, there's, there's so much data that they've got, um, that they will match. So yeah, I mean, if you do, if you are selling a Lamborghini, I'm guessing you're probably not going to sell it for cash. Um, and then the ATO sees your business hasn't been profitable for 15 years um, because you sold a Lamborghini for 50 grand. Um, yeah, it's going to raise some eyebrows, I guess, essentially. Yeah, exactly. So there is many yeah. ways. And I guess some other ways, like there can be tip-offs to the ATO. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and what, everything that I've just mentioned then really is around your, you know, your income and expenses. But there are other ATO audits, for instance, yeah. superannuation audits. Yes. If, if someone has complained that they don't think that, like an employee uh, has complained to the ATO that they don't think that you're paying your superannuation obligations correctly for them, uh, then the ATO ordered this, and, and we've seen this happen. Absolutely, we have. This is definitely uh, an audit that happens. Uh, yeah. And, the, and what, what, what happens then is, you know, you're going to have to pay interest and penalties, and, and if your company shuts down, uh, you as a director are, are personally liable to pay the rest of that super. Yeah, that's a really nasty situation there, and that is a that is a prime example of keeping your lodgements up to date and keeping on top of your debts, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. That one's going to keep you out of trouble there in terms of a superannuation audit, and you can definitely bank on the fact that once you get an audit in one area, you are more at risk of getting an audit in a different area because yeah, that's right. Um, you know, you, you've got a super audit; they're going to start moving into all right. Well, how about we audit you for workers' compensation, or let's start looking at your subcontractors. Yeah, uh, these are things that tend to happen. For your peace of mind, the best bet is to um, be transparent, to keep your lodgements up to date, and to pay your ATO debts when they become due. Because yeah, <laughs> if, you're that, exactly. if you're doing all of those things, you get a lot of ticks against your name um, yeah. in the eyes of the ATO. Exactly. Uh, so the ATO do release a list every year of specific items, and this is usually to do with the uh, personal tax returns, less so than businesses, um, but they do release lists every year to say, hey, these are the things that we're probably going to really look at this year. And, uh, and I think it's done for twofold. One, if you tell people that you're going to look at it, they're going to start doing the right thing without True. them having to look at it. Um, <laughs> and also just you know, letting tax agents know to make sure they're doing it correctly and, and review the current rules and, and make sure that's all correct. Uh, yeah, for sure. So I, I have a bit of a list here, um, and I'm going to go through. This. There's a fair few of them, so let's um, let's tackle each each one of these things one at a time. Okay. So the first one they're looking at, um, and this is a very broad term, but essentially work-related expenses. And <laughs> specifically, what they're looking at is the use of work-related clothing and yep. home office use. 
Home office use. Okay. Yes. So work-related clothing is a big one. You know, I have read articles about this that they are targeting it. Uh, a lot of people just claim the hundred and fifty dollars because that's what you're allowed to do without <laughs> yeah. substantiation. But if you yeah. can't prove that, you know, how you came to that figure or that that cost actually existed. You yeah. can't claim it. And, and we've spoken about this before. There is a specific ATO determined dollar value per wash per item. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just make, making sure you're doing that. That is one thing that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is, is a home office use. So I'm assuming a lot of people are saying, yeah, I work from home. I'm going to put in a $500 deduction. Uh, <laughs> there is also a specific way on how to calculate that and some hurdles you need to jump, such as having a home office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, definitely. <laughs> being able to prove somehow that you do X amount of hours per week from home. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're two of the two of the work-related expenses that they are targeting um, in individual tax returns. Yeah. And, and, and before we kind of go into more of this, it's probably good to mention that the, the way that the ATO audits these types of costs is usually they'll send you a letter, an initial letter that says, hey, uh, you've fallen well without, a, you know, Pass the benchmarks for what we'd expect you to be claiming for this particular item for your career. And we want you to review this. And if you, if you do review this and lodge, we won't look at it any further and it's all fine. Uh, if you don't review this and don't change it, we are likely to order you. Yeah. So basically it's, 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 it's them telling you, um, it's almost like the ATO staunching the taxpayer. Yeah, you've come to our attention and um, and we are going to review you and order you if you don't make a change because we think you made a mistake. So yep. <laughs> we're going to give you a month. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and so it's essentially, it's, are you sure you got this right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wink, wink, change it. Uh, and it, but, but the other side of this is, is if it actually is correct and you've done it 100% fine and they do audit you, you've got nothing to worry about then because you've revised it, you know it's correct, uh, you can show them you're working out and everything will be fine. It won't take long, it won't be costly, it'll be fine. And they yeah. tend to only really review that one item. They don't review your entire returns worth of stuff. Uh, but m- moving on to some other things that they have outlined that they are looking at, and we've just discussed this, but uh, cryptocurrency investments. Yeah, that's interesting. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know well, I mean, exactly where they get information from. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That is a good point. Um, I wonder if I wonder if they're getting any data from the different um, exchanges that you can trade cryptocurrency on. Yeah, like CoinSpot or, or one of those ones. I wonder if they're sharing information with the ATO to say these people own currency. Yeah. But, but, but I wonder how that works the same with, um, you know, just like regular having, currencies. You have an app to get the Yeah. I think you made a joke then, Jim, but you cut out. Yeah, the internet's just dropped back to the 3 All right, well... Uh, I'm going to go on then and continue with the rest of this topic. When your internet comes back, feel free to chime in. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I can hear you now. Okay, back to forty. So, just a moment. All right. That's right. You still sound a bit crackly, so uh, 
pipe in when, when you feel like you've got something to say. But the, the, the next thing that they're reviewing, uh, and we have discussed this before as well, is, is the shared economy. And these are things like if you're an Uber driver, if you rent out some bedrooms on Airbnb, uh, if you're doing Airtasker or any of these other share economies, uh, apps and things out there that you can rent your, your things out to, uh, they're all providing data to the ATO. And they're going to tell the ATO, Tim Garth rents a room in his house uh, over the summer and he earns seven grand from it this year. And if you don't declare that in your income, they're going to look at it. Yeah, that's Isn't a massive that right, one. I think, that, I, think, I think they'll catch a lot of people out on that one. So uh, Yeah, for sure. Hmm. For sure. I think there's a lot of people uh, definitely claiming some, uh, not, yeah, sorry, uh, earning a little bit of income from renting a room but not telling anyone. So that'll be interesting. So the other, the last things they've got here uh, is investment properties and excessive interest claims uh, and apportionment of rental income between different owners. So I think that's if you own a place 50% each, but you know, every year you're changing it. um, (laughs) What's funny? It's just, uh, I'm guessing, I'm guessing snippets of what you're saying, so. All right. Uh, (laughs) What what I was saying before you rudely interrupted with your delayed response was that, uh, (laughs) was that I think this is when people apportion their income, uh, not what it's actually owned by. So let's say you've got 90% you putting income and expenses to one person instead of 50-50 like it is in the actual ownership of that property. Yeah, um, I, I laughed at that, and that was on time, but I couldn't... I, I thought there was a delay in what you were saying, but it turned out you just paused because you heard a random laugh from me. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I laughed at that because that is something that people think they can do. Um, you, can't, you can't just change the percentage on things um, to suit your, your tax position. That's not going to no. stack up with the ATO. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people do think they can do that. Just, oh, why can't I put 90% of it to, you know, um, my husband's name this year because he didn't work? <laughs> well, because he only owns 50%. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Anyway, exactly. so they're going to they're gonna compare, I'm assuming, prior year returns or maybe even state revenue, you know, land things. Who knows what they're going to compare? They get data from Buddy everywhere. Yeah, but the main point is that we should keep coming back to is if you've done nothing wrong, if you lodge everything on time, if you include all of your correct and reasonable income and expenditure, then you've really got nothing to worry about. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and I think I think that's yeah. I think you're 100 percent right. I think that's what we should come back to. If the the title of this podcast episode is probably going to be how to avoid an ATO audit, yeah. and the grand conclusion is. Do everything by the letter of the law and in the spirit of the law, and you have no problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, when when there's when there's more complicated matters, or if there's things that are debatable, or you think you've got something that you want to deduct, um, you can always go to the ATO and get a get yeah. a ruling from them as to whether or not they would accept that when they're reviewing. exactly. If you've got a conservative um, standpoint, then that's that's a great way to do it. Yep, 100%. 100%, Tim. 
so that's um, that's that probably finishes our conversation on uh, ATO audits, and uh, maybe one day we'll have a conversation about uh, audits, proper audits, financial audits, performance audits of. Uh, you know, uh, larger entities or, or even charities, because that, that is an interesting topic as well. You know, a lot of people set up a non-for-profit organization in a, you know, incorporated entity and suddenly find that, uh, hey, they might actually have to get their, their work reviewed every year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it would be good for people to know when they need to start thinking about having their business accounts audited or, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're a sporting organization, how regularly do you need to have yeah. your accounts audited? Um, yeah. Just one other point I, I did want to make during our chat about audits was the industry-specific audits, uh, yes. and, and, and yeah. most importantly, like the building industry. Um, mm. that, that's that's an area where, where we see a lot of audit activity, obviously because there is some bad compliance activity in that space. But um, yeah, essentially, especially especially for workers' comp um, and super and payroll tax. Those are those are the things that we're seeing um, a lot of building companies go through audits on. Yeah, and, and and I think it's it's a probably one rules change over time. A lot of these companies have been around for a while and and don't keep up with the changes, or potentially uh, they don't know the rules, or they're just doing the wrong thing. And and if that's the case, then you know you just be open, honest, transparent. You you make the adjustments you need to make, and, and you do the right thing from then on. And and it's not going to be too bad. But uh, if you are found to be purposely, you know, uh, paying people as subcontractors when they should be employees, and not paying the super, and not claiming work, uh, not paying workers' comp on their their wages, uh, yeah, that that can get you into quite a lot of trouble. Yeah, I guess that is one where um, as your business is growing rapidly. That's one to be really wary of is the workers' comp. And, and if you are paying a lot of subcontractors, which in the building industry they are, um, it's being aware of your obligation as to whether or not you should include the payments to those subcontractors under your workers' yeah. comp estimate. Um, because I, I think that's, an, that's something where you could be thinking you're doing the right thing but actually making a mistake. So um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing to just think about. It even, even for payroll tax... Um, some people just don't realize they've gone over the threshold. Um, yeah, and it's not really state advertised has a different out there. System. Yeah, exactly. It's it is confusing, and payroll tax always bugs me. Anyway, I think it's um, it's yeah. a bit rough to, to tax people based on how many employees they're paying. It's such um, a backwards way of thinking, isn't it? Yeah, disincentive. Exactly. Firing more stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Tim, that probably brings us to the end of our main topic then. Uh, why don't we, before you run into another a black spot <laughs> somewhere in Victoria, go to uh, our other things? Yeah, my other thing is a um, uh, podcast that I've been binging on the way down to Melbourne. It's oh, yeah. called Teacher's, Teacher's Pet. I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, I've, I've actually listened to most of it. Hey, okay. What, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I I liked it. I liked it. I I think I stopped listening probably about halfway through. Okay, you lost interest. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if I lost interest or if I just got distracted and then just forgot to come back to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I think it it's, could be you, you're probably yeah you're, you're probably better off listening to it in one big lot like you are yeah. driving from somewhere to somewhere. Yeah, I mean it's a little bit repetitive, but uh, I've got no doubt in my mind. I'm up to episode four. I've got no doubt in my mind that this guy has got something that he's done guilty. 
um, along the way in relation to <laughs> in relation Big to that claim. poor lady that disappeared. So Big claims, Tim. Ah, oh, I mean, it's so sus. It is so sus. And even just what he was doing with that, with one of his students, that's just yeah, it's, ridiculous. It was pretty disgusting. Pretty disgusting. Ridiculous. So, um, and the fact that there was no investigation for like eight years after her disappearance, um, and he was having an affair the whole time. Uh, yeah, I just can't believe that happened. So, just didn't the girl that went to his went to the school? He told her move into the place like a Two week after he disappeared. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, so sus. It's so. It's very very sus. And and they went to Queensland. Lynn, his his wife, the lady that disappeared, found yeah. out about the affair. Um, and him and the schoolgirl went to Queensland. Um, sort of like ran away. They were going to start afresh up there, and then yeah. decided to come back a week later. And Lynn disappeared like two weeks after that, and the schoolgirl moved in days later. So scary stuff. Creepy. Very scary stuff. Very scary stuff. The, the kind of thing I'd imagine. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I was going to say the only other thing I have is I said yes last night. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. Not yes. Yes, queen. Yes, yes queen. <laughs> so uh, check check Jade's story. You'll see a lovely photo of me in front of the yes billboard, calling a great pose. Yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so good as well because every time you drive past something yes related and say yes news agency, you can be like yes news agency. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you've been watching a lot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, Jim. Yeah, I have. I've been watching too much of that. Way too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, my other things this week, I've got uh, a couple. The first one is, well, the first two are, are, are space related. Okay. There's been some big announcements from, uh, from uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX. Uh-oh. Uh, so they have their Falcon 9, which is the, the rocket that they've been shooting, you know, uh, cargo to the International Space Station and launching satellites and all that kind of thing. Uh, then they released the Falcon Heavy, which has been uh, the one that he shot a Tesla towards Mars, like last year. Yeah, Remember okay. that one? It was, yep. it was a big yeah, deal. Absolutely. It was the, the, the biggest <laughs> rocket launch since the one that uh, took people to, to the moon. Uh, cool. now, like a, there was like a dude in a space, not an actual person, but there was a spacesuit driver of the car. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in the car. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, I watched it live. But they've just they've, they've got their the new rocket that's going to be even bigger. Um, it's coming out. It's called the the BFR, which stands for the Big Falcon Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely think it stands for something else internally in the company, but uh, to, to the public, it stands for the Big Falcon Rocket. And, uh, and, and they've just shown a, another spacecraft that sits on top called the um, the Big Falcon space uh, spaceship, and it's uh, essentially the the capsule that's going to take people to Mars. That's going to sit on top, uh, and it's also they've also announced they're going to shoot it around Mar- uh, the Moon in the early 20s, and they've got the first uh, the first people to to go in it already lined up. Whoa. That's hectic. Wow. Yeah, some some billionaire from Japan, and he's taking a whole bunch of artists and people with him, and they're just gonna. And it's, it's, it looks wow. really cool. It's like it's it's huge. Like you could fit like a hundred people in this thing. Um, wow. Anyway, they're gonna shoot it around around the moon in the first public 
um, venture past low Earth orbit. Wow. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, Dan, you're a bit of a BFG, aren't you? Big friendly giant. <laughs> and actually, I, have a, actually, I have a BFR. <laughs> it's my foreheads in ping pong. Yes. All right. <laughs> Um, so I've got two other things. My, the second other thing is, an, is, is another space related. The JAXA, which is the Japanese space agency, uh, have got the Hayabusa 2 spacecraft currently orbiting around an asteroid. And they've just dropped down a couple of little probes that landed on the asteroid and are taking pictures. So there's an asteroid wow. flying around somewhere at the moment with uh, two little Japanese spacecraft taking pictures on it. Wow. You can see them online if you look them up. And oh my, my last, uh, my last other thing. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. My, my last other thing uh, is I'm going in the Relay for Life in two weeks. Ah, uh, which is Yeah, which is a great, uh, which is a great fundraiser for uh, the Cancer Council and, and people uh, helps people who are suffering and their families who are suffering from uh, from cancer. Helps support them. Helps research. Helps all sorts of things. It's a great organization and it's a good event. I, my old roommate Chris, who uh, who actually is a, a cancer survivor, he's been doing yeah. it every year for, for, for a few years, and uh, I'm going to go in it with him this year. And, and my plan is to do 105 laps of the athletics track, which is equal to a marathon. And you're going to do that in less than five hours, right? No, uh, I plan on walking a lot of it, <laughs> and I'm planning to do it in eight and a half hours. Still, it'll be a solid effort. I'm glad you're not telling people that you're going to uh, run a marathon for the uh, Relay no, of Life, uh, which you have made in the, in the office for the last few weeks. But, uh, no, wrong, wrong Tim. <laughs> I, I tell people I'm doing a marathon for the Relay for Life. <laughs> I say nothing about the means of how I'm doing it. But uh, yeah, the reason I bring it up is if, if you're feeling generous and you've got a bit of spare cash or you, or you just uh, support the cause, then there'll be a link on our Twitter feed. Uh, just go in there, throw along, chuck in five bucks, ten bucks, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, we, we don't ask people to pay for the podcast, but uh, if you like what we do, maybe chuck that towards the Cancer Council. That's a great idea. And uh, how about if anyone does um, put some money in? Um, then- dollar for dollar. <laughs> yeah. That's a huge announcement. Uh, Thanks, Tim. I really uh, appreciate if, what you've done there. No, mate, it's a big effort. Thank you, everybody. Calculator. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate what Tim's done. If you do it in less than five hours, I'll match I'll match it. I'll times it by ten, the amount of money that you raise. So, so the money I raise in the next five hours... No, is, <laughs> no. <laughs> it is five to two. I'm just shutting my mouth. I'm just so, shutting my so mouth by, right now. By five to seven tonight, if I've raised a thousand dollars, Tim's going to put in ten thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, that's huge, Tim. You're a, you're a hero. I don't care what other people say. Uh, well, it's probably going to take you a couple of hours to edit the uh, internet shenanigans out of our podcast. So by the time you do that, there's only going to be like an hour for people to donate. Uh, so I'm feeling feeling confident. That's true. Um, anyway. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast, Tim. I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip. Uh, are you going to phone in for us next week? Yeah, I'll take some. Uh, I'll take some photos on the road for the uh, podcast. I'll keep yeah, thinking of some the, great put topics. Up. Put them on the Twitter. I will. I'll definitely put up some Twitter posts, some Facebooks, and uh, yeah, I look forward to touching base. Jade, where are we going to be next Thursday?
You can't You're going to be in Tasmania anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, she did, did she just do an orphan and go completely silent? Yeah, she did. Big thanks to Jade for driving the car whilst I... Uh, whilst, <laughs> and listening to one half of the podcast episode. <laughs> Well, she's, that, that means she's listened to half more of an episode than she's ever heard before. <laughs> I do want to put that out there. Jade's favourite podcast is called My Favourite Murderer, and uh, <laughs> she much prefers that to the two drunk accountants, so I don't know. I, I, I was going to say, know who I married. Talking about, when you were talking about Teacher's Pet, I was going to say that uh, it's kind of this headline I'd expect to see in reverse. You know, <laughs> Tim goes missing, Jade moves on with her life very quickly. <laughs> That's rough. That's so rough. But if if that does happen, then please investigate it. <laughs> yeah, please look into Jade. <laughs> uh, good times. All right. Well, thanks for your patience, right. Dan, and thanks for uh, listening, everyone. We shall speak to you next week. No worries. All right. Catch you. La- I mean, oh, almost did it wrong then. Catch you later. <laughs>